Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is so good to be with you. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. What a beautiful week. What a great first weekend of deer season 23. I had an amazing weekend. I did. I had two of my adult children join for the first time together at the official deer camp that we go to. Always a great time. Been a long time tradition. So you're going to hear from a very special guest. Youngest son, Will, and oldest daughter, Grace. And I couldn't be more thrilled to have them share very different experiences, not only with gender, but age and hunting experience and different places as they are learning to make this very important, very special outdoor vocation their own. And I'm very thrilled to see where this conversation goes. I've given them no leading questions. They have no idea what I'm going to ask them. And I'm looking forward to that. Of course, we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. I am your host, Brian Pointer, and we are going to have so much to talk about here because Susie Jordan is also going to be with us. She is the new executive director of what used to be Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry. Um, I can't uh, wait to talk to her because there was a big announcement. Uh, this week where the first lady was involved, a new name change and some really important changes to this, what used to be Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry program. The first lady was out uh, helping to get this word out. No better time to do that than during this firearm season. Plenty of hunting left between now and the end of the year. And of course, we had Thanksgiving midweek this week. We had the Black Friday yesterday. We have so many different things uh, going on. Hopefully, people now with Thanksgiving in the middle are able to get to Field and Forest. Folks, I am so thrilled. I want to keep a lot of time available for Will, young son, number one. Big buck, big story. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show coming up right after this. Oh, what a great day to be alive. Happiest of Thanksgivings. It is hard to believe that we are in Thanksgiving weekend and soon we'll be turning the corner into December. We're not talking about Christmas yet. We don't do that until afterward. As mentioned at the top of the hour, we are brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. That's the number two. No better time than the holiday time. Do something good and become an organ tissue donor. We're making a big leap in that donor list. And you can sign up to be that donor when you go buy your hunting and fishing licenses, which hopefully a lot of people are doing because last weekend was the first weekend of the firearm season 2023 for deer. Always, always a big deal. 
a lot of folks maybe for the first time since last year, maybe some new folks out in the woods experiencing field and forest. Seen a lot of great pictures. I've had a lot of great stories from various buddies around the state, and it looks like it's going to be a great year. And hopefully this year with Thanksgiving, kind of in that middle week, you got some more opportunities, a little more time off, expecting great things for the deer season 2023. I am so thrilled, as you heard me say at the top of the hour, because I didn't have to do a lot of show prep this week. I experienced uh, a great opportunity last weekend, and the Indiana Outdoor World gets to have two of my children, my youngest and my oldest, ironically, the bookends. Both were with me out at Deer Camp this this week, and uh, with me now is young son, Will, who is 22 years old and lives in Chicago now, but he's all ate up with hunting, so Will, my gosh, maybe for the first time. Have you ever been on Indiana Outdoors before? It's been a while. It's been a while if I have, but well, I'm glad you're here. Here now. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, as you know and have heard about for 25 years, right? So now you're getting to experience it. And we yeah. did have an opportunity this weekend, not the first time by any stretch that we've shared uh, hunting opportunities, but I wanted to kind of talk about this for people listening around the state on a young person that, you know, maybe saw the dad, maybe heard stories, maybe just found his own love for this. But where do you think this all got started with you wanting to be out in freezing cold weather and chasing four-legged critters around and other things because we've hunted in other places? But this year resulted in a pretty significant result. You got your first great big Indiana buck, couldn't be more proud, and it was an awesome experience. But before we get to the hunt, I want to find out what is it about hunting that you enjoy so much? Well, thanks for having me, Dad. Um, it's, it's it's fun to be on here. But uh, to answer your question, I think I think it's really more about uh, the change of scenery. And I like to be alone sometimes, and there's no better place to be alone. And um, just kind of sit in your own thoughts and um, hang out with the people that you love than an opening weekend at, at deer camp. So, yeah, I think what I really enjoy most about it is just um, being in the woods and uh, – and then, of course, you have those rewarding moments like I had this weekend. So, Well, you and I both know why they call it hunting and not getting, because mm-hmm. you uh, shot your first deer, and I was pleased that I was with you in 2018. And high school and college, you know, you both, you and your brother both were playing high school sports, and you'd see your dad running off as a youngster growing up on the weekends and how excited he got and hanging out with his buddies in different hunting environments. And now that you're coming into young adulthood here and starting your own career and having to make some of these decisions, you've morphed. It used to be that we would spend time together in a blind, and now you're off doing your own thing, buying your own gear. That's a big change. And when did you kind of switch over to make this hunting a passion of yours and not just to tag along with dad? Yeah, I think I think especially graduating this past spring, I realized that I needed to uh, to do some other things because college can be a pretty consuming lifestyle, both academically and socially. And uh, you kind of have your work cut out for you on the weekends and during the week. But um, now that I'm working, I think it's really important to uh, find time for things that you enjoy outside of work and kind of try to find a balance. And obviously, Chicago is much different than Indianapolis or, or Southern Indiana. So, um, it's it's really fun just to change the scenery and get to see you guys and the gang and and hunt a little bit. 
Well, we're visiting with my youngest, Will, and uh, intensive show, show prep. It's taken uh, 22 years to get ready for this particular segment, so I'm glad to say that we are well prepared. But I've enjoyed moments with you, and some of my friends now have become your friends, and now we've got kind of the second and sometimes even third generation of siblings who are joining in various hunting environments. And as a father, it's rewarding to see that legacy and friendship being passed where it becomes your own. And it's not just going with dad. There is no doubt in my mind that if you wanted to go and I couldn't, that you wouldn't have a seat in any of the hunting camps that we've participated in because you've grown and matured. As you've kind of gone from your first hunting experiences where we sat in a little pop-up blind eating little Debbie's and having the tent fall down up on top of a ridge because people leaned back in their chair and it was a soft wall. Not that that memory sticks distinctly in my head, but it went from that to now you're climbing trees and being safe and, and doing all the work that it takes to become a deer hunter. And I'm very interested in a young person's perspective amongst your peers when they say, Hey, I'm going, I'm going to deer camp. Do they give you like the three eyed look or are they, inquisitive what are your general what's your generation think about hunting in general because it's such a big topic i think it's tough to speak for my broader generation but certainly within uh, my inner inner group of friends i don't have many who who like to do this but i think that's uh what's really how i've really identified as a, a true passion of mine is that um i really try and find time for it no matter if my you know closest friends are into it or not uh, it's much more about the family and the camaraderie that I've found elsewhere and uh, hopefully bring them out. But uh, when I say I'm doing it, they all think it's, um, you know, an interesting thing, but I think there's some, some moral issues there maybe with, with killing animals and that might be something with my broader generation as well. But uh, I think, I think once I pull them out there one day, they'll, they'll realize the value and uh, the camaraderie that comes with it. I will tell you, as I have seasoned in my age and experience of hunting, it's now more about helping others and watching others experience what happens in an Indiana outdoor fall. And as I was there opening morning, you know, watching a sunrise, watching the birds, watching those damn squirrels that are everywhere, which everybody knows right now they're rolling their eyes back. That's all part of it because you see the critters, you see the experiences. And then when the opportunity to, to, to take an animal, especially when it's your first big one, is a, is a pretty monumental deal. I want to leave plenty of room. We don't need every intimate detail, but uh, what was it like this hunting camp? Because we worked hard all day Saturday, and we were unsuccessful, and everybody, of course, is tired, but we all went back up there on Sunday. Tell us what happened on Sunday morning and how it all came down. Yeah, well, I think some, some context is probably helpful here. Um, like you said, it's, it's been since high school and college and just graduated and got my first year back in 2017 or 18 and, uh, was never really able to put in the time that I wanted to, you know, it was always maybe one or two weekend hunts for the past six years. And, um, but honestly, anything with antlers, uh, was going to please me this year, uh, based on the years past and. Friday or Saturday morning was a little bit more of the same story as years past and, you know, didn't see anything with a pulse. And then, uh, but obviously all the value is still there and we had a great weekend. And then Sunday morning we woke up and, 
don't know if you want me to get into this. <laughs> what happens at deer camp stays at deer camp. You know that rule. But let's just say there was euchre being played late later in the evening than I was choosing to stay awake. So I don't know how late you guys stayed up, but that's all part of it. And a few of them chose to stay in in the morning, but you didn't. And the reward comes later. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was out there bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 630. Because uh, Saturday morning, we weren't even able to make it out. Uh, I think I got into my stand at legal shooting time, which I was pretty upset about. But anyway, fast forward in the morning, no luck. Uh, I had seen a, a buck chasing a doe, but it really wasn't a shooter, and I didn't have a great angle. So I think I texted you about 11 a.m. and said, let's give it 20 or 30 more minutes. Um, the whole group was wrapping up for the weekend after that. So um, it was it was really all or nothing. And uh, the wind started blowing in my face, and behind me was a creek bed. So – I pulled out my estrus, as you as you know and love so much, because uh, I didn't want my scent going back into this creek bed that the deer like to walk around. So I pretty much unload that thing because we had 20 minutes left in the weekend, and I just didn't really care at that point. Uh, and then I think right after I shot you the text, 20, 30 more minutes, I looked behind me, and uh, at the time I didn't really know him as a shooter because I didn't have a great angle on him. But he, he didn't really break stride, and uh, he, he had a, a brisk pace to him walking down this creek bed. And eventually I had a pretty bad shot on him, but like I mentioned, didn't really care at this point. Threw one down there, didn't really work out, but this guy seemed pretty confused, and I thought I might have got him because I could really only see his antlers through this thick brush, which was, again, probably a mistake on my part to send one down there. But, you know, we had, a, we had no more weekend ahead of us. And ironically enough, he started walking towards me after this first shot. And uh, some time went by, and I ended up getting a pretty great shot on him. And uh, I think it was a heart and lung shot, and he didn't make it more than 10 yards. So, and patience. Peaceful death on his part and uh, a pretty rewarding harvest. And here's the moral of the story that I'm most proud of is that you adjusted up in a stand, you're, you have a heavier gun, you were shooting offhand, and you got your wits about you from the story that you told me to calm yourself, to use a rest, to get on your knees, to make a good shot. The reward was there. And I have to tell you, as your dad, I was like, uh-oh, we got a lot of work. We're not getting home as early as we thought on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. but that was all worthwhile for the congratulations. And you got to share that moment with a lot of your peers who have now joined at Deer Camp. You got to most importantly share that with your sister who has been out very little, and this was her first experience. And guess what? Who's going to be next? Our my daughter, your sister. We're going to talk to her perspective because hers is very different. She sits in a position now where – you were a few years ago and you're buying gear, you're talking about joining organizations and as any young person hopefully would do, making this interest in vocation their own and not just something to tag along when it's convenient with dad because he likes to do it. So as you look back on this dear camp and you look back on the lessons that you've learned from these last several years what are some of the things that you took away from this weekend that you're going to be able to become a better hunter? Well, I think it's, it's a tale of all this time within hunting, uh, probably particularly whitetail, but you think about going five or six years in a drought more or less and uh, not really getting your first big buck. And then lo and behold, you just graduate college, fast forward six years and 
in the last 15 minutes of opening weekend, uh, you, you get a nine point shooter, big buck. So I, th- I think that's a really telling tale. And especially the way that, you know, he walked behind me and ended up walking towards me after I put one towards him. Uh, it, it really just all works out. And if you put in the work and you can put yourself in the woods and put yourself in that position, you're going to be rewarded. Uh, and, and you get moments like that. So let me help you with that because everybody else had gone in. It's going to be a, a game of patience. Everybody else had gone in. No shame, no no fault for whatever reason, but you said, let's stick it out another 30 minutes. And I can't tell you how many times in my 40 years of deer hunting in Indiana, just waiting and being comfortable enough to stay and be patient is the key to everything. And I hope this becomes the progenitor of things to come for you as a as a hunter and an, a conservationist and an ethical uh, outdoor person. And it was a thrill to be with you. You did everything from putting it on the ground to field dress it, to get it to the processor, to get it to the taxidermist. You learned a lot. I already heard you talk about things that are already 300 level, like the wind changed and you used some strategy and guess what? It paid off. And I am so thankful. And hopefully you become an evangelist to others in your generation. We need the new hunters and maybe you'll be that person that gets them introduced to create the love that you've created for yourself. So, Will, you know you're loved. You're always welcome at my deer camp or any other camp. And it was great to have you share your story. Any other words of wisdom before you go? No, sir. Wow, this is the first time that young son doesn't have any word parting words to have the last word. Know that you're appreciated, and we hope to have more of these stories, and I hope people have learned. Just get out, enjoy it, be patient, and enjoy the great Indiana outdoors. And I was so glad and thrilled to share that with you. So love you, my friend, and we will be together again, hopefully at another camp. Yeah, love you too. Thanks for having me, Dad. My pleasure. That's my young son. Very proud as he put big buck it's probably going to make the hoosier book and we are so excited for him coming up guess what oldest the bookend is going to be joining us she had a very different experience all the same importance but different it is the indiana outdoor show i am your host brian pointer we're brought to you by indiana donor network driven to save lives.org don't you dare think about going anywhere why would you don't insult my daughter she's going to be here right after this It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a beautiful part of the season. It is deer season weekend number two. So many other things going on around the state of Indiana. This is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives. That's the number two. You can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. You know all that. And we're doing some great work. Uh, We heard already from youngest son, Will Pointer, uh, it took me 22 years of show prep. So this year was, this week's show was very easy for me because, well, I know the guests. And now I know this guest. I've known her even longer. This is my eldest daughter, Grace Pointer, who is a resident of downtown Indianapolis, obviously female, and is kind of ate up with hunting. So, babe, it's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoor Show. How are you? I am great. I am so happy to be here and to be included. Thanks for having me. So I got to ask, because I have a bad memory. Have you uh, have you been on Indiana Outdoors? I think it was early on, like in the earliest year of the Indiana Outdoor Show, 1999. Yeah, I remember singing 
and humming along to your original station that you were on way back when. And I've been on your show before talking about when you used to take us hunting when we were little, but not recently. Nope. And you know what? As a young adult, there's so many pressures. You got your starting of your career. You've got to finish college and schooling and friends and everything else. And then throw on top of that, you have seen your dad over the years disappear when you were growing up on this particular time of the year. And you've met most of my friends who I hunt with, who now you know them as your friends too. And this was a unique opportunity because it worked out to come to Deer Camp 23, your schedule, everybody else's schedule. And I'm just kind of curious why you wanted to come, what you love about hunting in general, and then we'll go from there. So I have been begging to go to Deer Camp now for a while. I finally found the right opportunity in my schedule and, you know, Deer Camp schedule to fit it in. And boy, am I glad that I did. I really wanted to- Say more. Say more. (laughs) I really wanted to experience, you know, Deer Camp, the stories that you were always telling uh, Willie, you know, shot his first deer at deer camp a, a few years back and he was able to get another one, his second deer this year. And I was able to be there for that. So I just kind of wanted to show my dad that I have just as much interest in shooting down a, a buck or a dove as just as much as anybody else. And you were a trooper. You stood in there through the whole thing where there was a doe shot on Friday night and you were down there helping drag it and put it up and bring it back and field dress. And then the same thing on Sunday when Will came back and told his story of this big buck at the last minute of deer camp as people are trying to pack up. And you were stayed and you were so excited. And I want to know, I want people to understand that type of excitement is genuine from people at a deer camp or a duck camp or a pheasant camp, it doesn't matter. They're so excited for people that have success and everybody was so excited and you're cheerleading. That's what deer camp is a part of. Yes, if you put meat on the ground, it's a it's a it's a great day. But if you don't, and you've hunted in the past with me and other environments, that it's not always about putting a deer in the freezer. And I'm curious as you talk to your friends when they said, What are you doing next weekend? And you go, Well, I'm going to deer camp. What do you tell them? Well, I don't specifically tell them I'm going to deer camp. I tell them that I'm going hunting and they look at me with a gasp and wide eyes thinking that I'm being forced. And I tell them and assure them no one is ever forced to go hunting. You either want to get in that stand yourself or you don't want to go at all. So I was laughing with all my friends, you know, city kids who I asked all of them, does anyone have any extra camo? And everyone (laughs) looked at me as if I had asked the stupidest question in the world. But, you know, I think deep down they're pretty jealous. They don't have any camp to go to at all. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And as I told your brother, this might be a perfect opportunity for you to become the evangelist to a younger generation. And I focus on this with you both today because here's uh, the tale of two cities. You've got younger son who's 
been ate up with this, who's been out and been able to work a schedule a little differently, perhaps. And then you've been very diligent in making it known to me that you'd like to experience it. And as a dad, I protect you from things that probably wouldn't be appropriate that may happen at a deer camp. But you're a tough girl. I can tell you this. You were the best looking at deer camp this year. Thank God. Oh, you showed up like a princess. That's the best compliment you could give me because I made sure I only brought the best outfits to deer camp. Yes, you did. And I took some great pictures. And, you know, the beautiful thing about Indiana is you have so many varieties of things to hunt with. And you got to use the crossbow for the first time. You didn't get to pull the trigger, but you took it into the field. And as lethal as they are, you were very comfortable. And what I enjoyed in this conversation, uh, I want people to understand what I enjoyed about sharing the hunt with you, especially on Saturday, was all of the little things, you know, the squirrels, the birds, the the critters that you would see or you would hear. We were looking at, at uh, red-tailed hawks. We were listening to geese fly over. And I said, those are the things that make hunting for me so special. But it was the questions. And I said, and you see how the shadows are this way and the, the wind is going this way. And you asked such really, really good questions and you were a sponge. But I hope that you have an appreciation that Yes, you go out and you put yourself in the stand, but there's so many other things to consider. What are some of the takeaways you learned? Well, some of the takeaways that I learned, speaking of those sounds, you know, the squirrels <laughs> that you think are deer or, you know, the hawks that you get to see through the binoculars, everything was great to nap to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Did you fall asleep by chance? I did. And and I, I sure did. Um you were so, so it was tired. in and out. I was always alert. Henceforth, every time I heard a crack, I would turn my head and it would be yet again another squirrel. However, some of the other takeaways, moving on from the amazing nature sounds that I get for free, is learning about, you know, the difference between bucks, you know, a button buck, a doe, a big old buck. We got CEOs. I was very interested in learning about the CEOs that could sneak up on you. And I want to backtrack just for one second. You mentioned I never got to pull the trigger and I did pull the trigger once on that crossbow and in a practice round and I did get a bullseye. Remember that? I do indeed. And you know, more importantly, you learned about being quiet. You learned about small movements. You learned we practiced, you know, because very rarely do you get to see the opportunity. You have the opportunity unfold for 10 minutes as it comes closer to you. It happens really quickly. And I was very proud of how you instinctually knew all of that. But I hope you have a better appreciation. I know you do because we talked about this of what it takes to be a seasoned hunter. What you learned this weekend will be valuable the next time you go out, and it just builds on itself. So after you've put 30 or 40 of these seasons together, you will be able to be instinctual and not make the same mistakes twice. Boy, if I wish I could have taken my own advice about what I've said. We all make mistakes, but it's just part of the vocation and uh, the hunting experience. So, Grace, I wanted to say congratulations. You are now welcome back to deer camp at any time, and you look darn good. And I enjoyed every moment spending the day with you on this, on those days and weekends. And I'm so thankful for your experience. And hopefully, we'll do this again. And the next time we do it, we can have a conversation about how you field dressed your own deer. 
I am looking forward to it, and there's no one else I'd sit in the box with. Oh, so good. See, I have to pay my daughter to say nice things about me. That's Grace Pointer, everybody. Grace, great to visit with you. Now go back. You got money to make. You got work to do, okay? Thanks for being a part of it. Hello? Am I still on the air? (laughs) Yes, you're still on the air. I'm looking for you to say, I got to go now. You can't hog the rest of the show. Oh, oh, I (laughs) am... I am looking forward to the next time I get to go out there. Thanks for having me. All right. Love you, Grace. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Susie is going to join us from a brand new program that the First Lady announced, Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry. New name right after this. Indian Outdoor Show. What a beautiful time of the year. Many thanks to our guests. That would be young son Will and oldest son Grace. Oldest daughter Grace. My gosh, she's going to kill me. Great hunting experiences opening weekend. And of course, we love promoting all the good things that the state does to make opportunities for Hoosier hunters to do good. And Susie Jordan is the executive director of Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry. And I wanted her to comment uh, and join Indiana Outdoors because the First Lady joined a, a pretty significant event that you know you're working as a with people. But explain first of all, thanks for being here, and explain what the First Lady was announcing as it pertains to the Sportsman's Benevolence Fund and now the name change to uh, something different. So you take it away. It's it's always great to share our mission at Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry, which is to provide meat protein um, from farmers and hunters through paying the processing fee for those for those animals to be processed. And then we partner with food banks and pantries all over the state of Indiana to make sure that those people who are, are truly in need of getting protein into their diet have it available to them. So opening weekend was really great, um, but yesterday was fabulous um, with Janet Holcomb at Gleaner's um, Food Pantry in Indianapolis to announce the name change to Hunt for Hunger. And I think that's a great way um, for all the hunters, um, especially in deer season, to, to think about, you know, if you only have so much room in your in your freezer, think of those who don't have anything in their freezer. What a beautiful time of the year to make this announcement as well. It's not only deer season, but we got the season of thanks. So it's well-placed. That it is. And, you know, there's a great need for it. And I don't think everyone realizes the need that food pantries get a lot of canned goods. They get a lot of cereal. They get a lot of pasta. But and that meat protein, you know, ground beef and ground pork, ground chicken, but ground venison. There's there's some people who um, just in my short term of being executive director, I've heard some really moving stories. One lady husband left. And he was the hunter and she went to a food bank and they had venison there and she was so excited to have it. And she kind of surprised the kids by making a meal with it and was so thrilled to have that. And that was a memory that brought back some good memories for for her and her family. Susie Jordan is our guest, executive director of Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry. And Janet came out as the first lady at the Gleaners Food Bank talking about this uh 
name change of the Sportsman's mm-hmm. Benevolence Fund. How is this funded? Let's talk about how this, you can, as a hunter, drop off a field-dressed deer at a participating processor and it stays in local communities. But how does that get paid for? That gets paid through. For, for deer, that is paid through what used to be called the Sportsman's Benevolence Fund. Um, this was started by um, a gentleman. I met him yesterday from the DNR. Um, he's now in into the Senate for our state. Yeah, and it's just it's an awesome way that people can still enjoy hunting and enjoy the sport, but also help people. And you you truly know Janet Holcomb. You know she hasn't bagged her deer yet. But she was out last weekend, and she promises to bag two for the program. So that is great. Um, but you just think if if every hunting family would just give one deer um, through the season, wow, what we could do in this state. It is astronomical because as we've shared over the years with you and your predecessor, one deer can provide up to 200 meals for this mm-hmm. for these food banks. That's a big deal. Right, right. And so – that's where we play into part with the processors throughout the state of Indiana. And, you know, if, if you're not part of the program and you'd like to learn more, please give our, give our office a call or drop us a line through our, through our website, because we'd love to have more processors partner with us. Um, But also we, there's a list on the DNR website of those participating in the program. So that's great. And then if you have a, a desire to have it go to a specific food pantry or food bank, that's great. And if you don't, we, we have connections. We know who needs those those processed um, packs of, of ground deer. Susie, it's, <clears throat> it's a labor of love, I know, for you. And you've already, just in your few short months here of have uh, made your presence known. But where do you see this going? I mean, we've this has been around a while, and they get – they get plenty, they get a lot of deer and a lot of volunteers to donate uh, to these food banks. But what do you see the potential here? I think the potential that this program can have is just building the awareness, not only during deer season, but throughout the year. There's a lot of hunters who are farmers. You know, if you've got a, a cow that may not, you know, be to market weight that you want, but you, everybody else is ready to go, you know, you can donate that deer or excuse me, donate that cow um, throughout the year. This isn't, you know, just during deer season, this, this program runs. This, it's not just during deer season that this need exists. And I think a lot of people hear about it and that's fabulous, but we can use, you know, meat protein throughout the year. And there's so many of your listeners that have those links to their local communities, their local farmers, 4-H. And we're always, I think that's one of the biggest things that I look forward to doing is expanding the awareness of our program, but also the partner agencies and the partners that we can connect um, to make it a stronger state. So as other states, I'm sure you've visited with your peers, have these programs, are they strong and thriving, or are they following our lead? Well, since I've only been on this job seven <laughs> weeks, <laughs> I haven't went outside the state of Indiana. And and I'm as you're well aware, I'm sitting in in Indianapolis currently, um, waiting to head north, but for the holidays and and get home. But you know, I haven't reached out outside of our state. Um, just the partnership sure. and. The, the welcoming that I've received just in my in my short seven weeks here and, and working with our processors. and well, We may have you on back in two more weeks when we expect all the situation to be resolved. How's that? <laughs> well, 
Well, maybe after the first of the year that I can give you a give you a lowdown on how everything went. But you know, this program that that the DNR started years ago has provided. We have been able to provide over five hundred thousand pounds of venison. I love that. That's a great statistic. Susie, there's going to be so much more to we talk about. And thanks for all the work that Hoosiers uh, Feeding the Hungry has done in this new uh, program and name change of the Sportsman Benevolence Fund. We're going to be tracking it. Always an open phone here. Happiest of holiday weekends to Thank you. you. Thanks for being a part of Indian Outdoors and congratulations. Thank you so much. Have a great one. You too. My pleasure. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. I, your host, Brian Pointer. So great to have her. What a great success off making great successes with that program already. Folks, we're going to be back right after this. It's the Indian Outdoor Show. What a great show. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives. So great to visit with my youngest, Will, and my oldest, Grace, both who experienced deer camp, same time, same place, very different uh, experiences. Both were rewarding. One, my son took his first big deer. My daughter and I had a wonderful time, and uh, I think she has a new appreciation for all the little subtleties that go into deer hunting, but it was my thrill and privilege to not only share that with others, to make it known that it's never too late to start and take somebody new with you, invite them to your deer camps. And I can't imagine a situation that you're going to be unhappy. Uh, Also, Susie Jordan, uh, the executive director of Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry, was participating in a big announcement earlier this week that included the First Lady with change of the Sportsman's Benevolent Fund name, which is how this deer processing is paid for to hunt for Indiana hunt for the hungry and it's going to be a big deal so we're going to continue to highlight and talk about this uh, as this matures most importantly I wish you and your family the best of holiday weekends hopefully it's not over oh we've only just begun as we turn into December next week it is the Indiana Outdoor Show remember turn into poacher 1-800-TIP-IDNR mm-hmm.